you know, we all, every single one of us, has a lot to be thankful for. A lot. Mm. But now we've forgotten to offer thanks to God in general. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. For He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Because you know the, the feeling of a person who's really in that pure condition. Thankfulness is an automatic part of that. And so, Amen. develop your love for God and the thankfulness will come. What do, what do Canadians do on Thanksgiving? Some do Americans, Canadians enjoy football and sports on Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and the Canadian Football League televises its football doubleheader, known as the Thanksgiving Day Classic. So, yeah, it's just like that. That's what it's become. When you remove God, there's just a void. <laughs> it's just yeah, empty. And you, got, <laughs> and you got sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. Anyway, whatever you want to do, we'll do it. Um maybe you or I'm not sure what's 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 a good like Well, sequence. since it's Thanksgiving, I mean, that's kind of a right now topic. Yeah. It is. It is. And maybe not for, like, for me, I, I don't even, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but we do have some listeners in the United States. And, you know, and even in, in the, I mean, the topic is relevant regardless if you celebrate it or not. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. giving thanks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's a full God holiday. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's in, in its original intent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will. This way? I'm not settled in yet. I'm still picking my teeth. And... <laughs> okay, I see. That's good. <laughs> Got to make this real homey. <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't good. want to make it like it's staged. No, no. I mean, I like that. I like that. You know, I've made a fire here. Maybe I'll have to refill some put some firewood on the fire during the podcast and maybe we need to pick mm -hmm. our teeth during the podcast yeah. and <laughs> what else mm -hmm. all that stuff a limb oh okay because i will actually probably have to put some fire on the fire right now before we put wait. some wood on the fire put not wood, fire on not the fire, fire on the fire <laughs> <laughs> just give me one second i have to take this off because we... yeah go ahead Okay, here we go. So, since I'm as usual, I mean, I I thought that I was you know, I, I've been into Christianity for a while and I thought I was kind of 
well versed in Christianity, but when we speak, I realize like how little I know and the stories of the Bible and uh, like <laughs> different things. I mean, so Thanksgiving, I, it's another one of these things that I know nothing about more than what I've seen on movies and more, more yeah. than that. I know it's a holiday, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's well, the, the Thanksgiving today? In modern times and the original Thanksgiving are absolutely different. Uh-huh. And uh, hold on a minute, I just want to check check one date here. I think the first uh, 1621. So uh, that's when the first Thanksgiving was celebrated, was 1621. Oh. Now, that's quite, we have yeah. to bear in mind that Columbus discovered America in 1492. Let's just say 1500. Mm-hmm. And when was the first Thanksgiving again? And the first Thanksgiving was 1621. So, like so technically 121 years later. Mm-hmm. But it took a while for the pilgrims to come from Europe, you know, different parts of the America. <clears throat> You know, pilgrims came from different places, mm. but a lot of them came from England and so on. And no matter what country they came from in that day, Christianity was a, a strong player in their life. I mean, they were all, you know, pretty strong Christians, and they, you know, considered just being able to survive the passage by those, you know, little sailing ships across the Atlantic and so on as, you know, protection by God. I mean, they thank God for that. I mean, we didn't drown. We didn't didn't die. We we made it. And so there was a strong Christian respect and influence in their life. Mm. So, of course, it was hard for them to survive, you know, when they came, and the Native Americans actually helped them survive in a lot of ways, because these guys were coming from Europe. I mean, they didn't know anything about, you know, how to survive in basically what would be called wilderness in in uh, yeah, those yeah, yeah. days. Yeah, I guess that's how it so, was. So, I mean, they didn't come with castles and houses and, you know, all the stuff that they had in Europe. So the Native Americans taught them how to live, you know, how to live off the land and how to grow corn and pumpkins and, and so on. And, of course, at that time, the, the woods and whole country was teeming in wildlife. And so at that part of northeastern America and middle eastern America, turkeys were just flocks and flocks of turkeys, so many turkeys. Hmm. And then they had planted, you know, their corn and their pumpkins and, you know, maybe some squash and beans and whatever they did. And so they harvested their crop and they had made it through, you know, this difficult time. And they wanted to give thanks to God for that. You know, that was the whole concept. Okay, God has provided us with this food, and we want to thank him. 
And so they arranged this holiday, you know, as a religious holiday to pray to God, to thank God for, you know, his protecting them and providing them with the food and so on. And they wanted to make an offering to him. So what did they have to offer? They had their pumpkins and they had their squash and they had their turkeys and so on that were there. And so they made a big feast and offered it on Thanksgiving. And it lasted for three days. And it actually states that 90 Native Americans also attended the holiday with them. This was the first Thanksgiving, 1621. But you can see that their mind and gratitude and everything went to God. You know, thank you, God. And that's why it's called Thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for giving us, you know, all of these things. And thanks for giving us life. And thanks for giving us, you know, the help of these Native Americans who made it so we survived. And so on. So and, uh, that's the real meaning of Thanksgiving. And, and maybe that's extra, like it seems that, that that's a situation that you're more probable to be in if you're in <laughs> more difficult situations like that. It seems like the more comfortable you become, the more lulled you are into the illusion that you are self-sufficient and we are self-sufficient and we don't need anything else. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we, I turn to God when right. everything's good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, in general, people are more religious when they are uh, in trouble and things are not good. You know, this is an interesting uh, story, not in connection with Thanksgiving, but in this idea we just mentioned, you mentioned. My brother-in-law and my sister for many years, hosted foreign exchange students from different countries. And they would come and live in their home and, you know, do study in America, and they became very close. And so over years, one would leave and another one would come and so on. So one time, they hosted this girl from Turkey. Zanep was her name. And so she came, and... Turkey, as we all know, is a Muslim country. And and my brother and sister were Christians. And so she stayed with them a long time. And when she graduated from school, you know, the normal graduation parties are to go to the beach and, you know, alcohol and, you know, parties and boy-girl stuff and whatever. And they didn't want her to do that. They, they didn't think that would be good for her. No. So my brother-in-law offered to take her on a trip from, they, that was in North Carolina where they live. He said, I'll, we'll go on a trip. I'll show you, you know, some of the things in America. And so they, she agreed, okay, instead of going to the parties, we'll go on this trip across America. So they came to Colorado. I was living in Colorado at the time. And so they came there and stayed for three or four days. And it was a camping trip as well. 
they they took tents and and they just stay in campgrounds. And my brother-in-law was really into camping. And so when they came to Colorado, you know, they stayed with me for I think three or four days. And when they left, they didn't go very far and they camped for the night. And so that night, you know, my my brother-in-law Lewis was in his tent and. Zanep was in her tent, and she never camped. I mean, you know, she this was all new stuff to her. And so in the middle of the night, this bear came into the campground. Oh, shit. And <laughs> so she was so afraid, you know. And so he, uh, he told me after it was all over, he said, you know, I didn't, her association with me didn't make her a Christian. And her, and her association with me, he meant him, didn't mm. make her a, a better Christian. And her association with me didn't make her a better Hindu because he could never get it that I wasn't a Hindu. Oh. <laughs> but association with that bear made her a better Muslim. Because she was praying all night. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you mean. Like for you, it didn't, you know, make it a difference. But for her, it made a big difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah she was, like she was. She was praying all night. Made her a better Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah. Of course, the bear just came and went, and it wasn't any big real threat, but, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, back to Thanksgiving. You know, we all, every single one of us, has a lot to be thankful for. A lot. Mm. But now we've forgotten to offer thanks to God in general. You know, and so... I just read that Thanksgiving now is celebrated mainly by sports events, you know, a lot of football games and, you know, sitting around watching sport on TV and having big Thanksgiving dinners and, you know, and what is the main food is, oh, we got to have traditional Thanksgiving dinner, turkey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and pumpkin, so pumpkin pies and pumpkin prepared in different uh, ways, and then the potato, mashed potatoes and gravy and, you know, the peas and the pumpkin pies with ice cream. And I'm, it's big, just a feast day, you know, little to do with God at all, Yeah. you know. And if a person is a little more spiritually oriented, they'll thank God for all of these things. For providing all these things so that they can enjoy and have a nice yeah, feast yeah. and everything. Mm -hmm. We can yeah. all have... have but it's the it's the biggest holiday travel holiday in America. Oh yeah, more people travel on Thanksgiving than any other day. Oh really? And traveling basically to see loved ones, you know, family members going and oh, so yeah. there's big family gatherings on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. You know, and they again they have the big feast and you know usually it would be the guys that sit around and watch the sports on television and the. <laughs> the women and the others will, you know, sit around and talk and <laughs> whatever. But, but it's not considered a spiritual holiday anymore. But originally it was. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah, we 
like I said before, like you just remove, take God out of the picture, and then what do you fill the void with? I mean, it's just <laughs> like everything else becomes becomes kind of meaningless. Becomes just another day, just another holiday, without. It's just the way you don't have your day. You don't have to work. It's yeah. a big weekend. It's on Thursday, so you got Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, and Sunday yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, you know. So it, it's a lot of time there for people to enjoy yeah. not working and yeah. meeting with friends and family and overeating. And, you know, of course, now many people, there's a lot of alcohol involved as well and et cetera. I have, I, had a, I have a few Bible verses and I kind of wanted to throw in couple of Bible verses into this discussion <laughs> because I found some very nice verses um, thank, giving thanks um, here's a, from Psalms 107 uh, 8 to 9 let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things yeah. Thanks. Thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. But like I I'm, for if if someone doesn't see that what what wonderful deeds is would you say that that is like what what wonderful deeds I mean if a person doesn't even accept the existence of God like how could I how could I see that there are any wonderful deeds? And, and, and why is it important then to cultivate thankfulness? Well, I, I guess, first of all, first step is like general thankfulness is a first step and a first important part, right? And then you can, of no course, take it further. But, but like in general, to just be thankful at all is a, <laughs> is a big well, we achievement. We have to realize everything comes from God. Without God, there's no nothing. Yeah. So we come from God. You know, and everything we need to survive comes from God. And, you know, everything we have comes from God. So we should be thankful for that. And, you know, people usually turn against God unless he provides them with what they want. Yeah. Oh, I want money or I want a particular relationship or I just want a wife or I want a husband or I want kids or I want whatever. I want one. And if God doesn't provide that, then, oh, there is no God, or God doesn't give a damn, or, you know, I want this person not to die. They've got a cancer, and yeah. God, please don't let them die. And they die. Oh, well, either there is no God, or God doesn't give a damn. And I actually heard a man tell me exactly that, because his brother died of cancer, and he suffered a lot, a long stage of suffering before he died. And at that point, this man you know, just had that opinion. Don't even talk to me about it. You know, because, you know, where's where's the mercy? They go, oh my God, mercy and everything. Right. Let a person suffer like this. Yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's sad, but if we have true understanding of the absolute picture, you know, about karma. And I tried to talk to this man about karma, but he just wouldn't accept it. 
Don't no. tell me it's his karma, you know, that we don't suffer for our actions. You know, this kind of refusal to accept that the suffering, you know, that we experience in this world is due to our actions. Mm. You know, we create it. Mm. You know, it's not God's fault. God tells us how to live. He tells us what to do. He tells us what not to do. And if we live according to his will, then our life will be perfect. And there's no karma involved in a lifestyle led in accordance with God's will and serving God and trying to please God. Hmm? Then there's no karma for that activity. But when we don't do God's will, we do our own will. And when we don't follow his instructions and guidance, then... (laughs) That's what the law of karma is all about. You will get results from those actions. So even good actions, what we might consider good, may not be the will of God. You know, and this might be, you know, something that won't create bad results, but it, it won't actually increase our love for God. It's not exactly what God wanted me to do. It's not directly connected with the Lord. So if I don't steal, <clears throat> well, that's good. <laughs> you know, there's no bad karma there because I didn't steal. <laughs> but really, there's much more to life than just not doing bad things, <laughs> you know, or just doing what I think is good. When it's yeah. against, really, if I understand fully God's guidance instructions and I need Scripture and the spiritual master to help me in this, then, you know, I might just do charitable things that produce good material results, but it's not really, you know, karma-free. Yeah. You understand that? Yeah. So it's, so it's not like all actions create karma. That, that's what people, I mean, I guess generally think, but some actions actually don't and even purify you from mm. the karma that you have, and which would be actions that, where you're serving God following his plan right or his will yeah 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 and that's where jesus came in i mean he told those people that he was guiding what to do you know and he said follow me and he didn't mean just you know follow me physically you know troop around the sea of galilee with thousands of people he meant follow my words, my instructions. Yeah. Wait. And do what I say. And don't do what I say, don't do. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, if, <laughs> I don't know if that, but we already had that. I, I knew that when we released this podcast, we would have someone who came with this, or this series of Christian series. I knew that we would have someone who would say that <laughs> Jesus said, I am the way and the light and the truth, and no one comes to God except by me. And Jesus said yeah. that, and we had the person who objected to our <laughs> our uh, speaking because he said, you know, Jesus is the only way. <clears throat> well, we explained that, didn't we? Did we explain that? I, I don't know if we did in this series, maybe before. Uh, I know I've done it, but, you know, in the series it might be relevant to whoever this person may be. And there's a lot of those people. Oh, yeah. Because if you believe Christianity as it is presented today and the interpretation of the Bible as it is, you know, 
presented today, you're right. You will come up with that understanding mm -hmm. because that's what you're taught. I was taught that the same thing. You know, I was taught exactly that. Jesus is the only way and no other way. But when I met my spiritual master who had the full understanding of that, and that statement by Jesus, mm. and he explained it so clearly, then I went, yeah, well, that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Because <clears throat> the real understanding is, God's arrangement is that if I want to come to him, meaning return to the spiritual world, or come to him even while I'm still in this world, and then when I leave this body, I'll go to the spiritual world, be with God personally. Mm. His arrangement is that you must come to me through my representative, through my devotee. I mean, that's how the system works. And I can't change God's arrangement. It's just like arrangement might be that a president or some high dignitary political, whatever, has an arrangement with CEO of a company or whatever that the only way you can come to him is through his secretary. I can't just come into the building and walk in the office. I got to go. There's a reception desk. There's a secretary. I have to arrange my meeting through the secretary. Mm -hmm. So that's how it is, you know, with God. I, he's arranged it so he arranges my life, if I'm serious, so I will meet his representative. His representative will then enlighten me into God's will, what he wants me to do, what he doesn't want me to do, the rules, the regulations, the guidelines, the instructions, you know. And then through that arrangement, I will be purified because it's all God's instructions, guidance, coming through the spiritual master. And then I'll go back to him. So at that time, at that place, for those people, Jesus was God's representative. Right. He was that. He right. was God's pure devotee, mm. pure representative, the pure transparent by medium for God. And so he told the people there, I am the way, I am the truth, meaning I am presenting the absolute truth, I am truth personified, and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And that's right, that's how it was. But he didn't say forever and ever. He said, I'm the way, the truth, I'm talking to you. I'm the way, the truth. You want to come to the Father, you must come through me. Yeah. And how do you go through him? Do what I say, do. That's what he said. Follow me, become like I am. Surrender your life to God like I have. You know, become his devotee, become his, you know, his perfect person. Yeah. And so there's no contradiction. So the spiritual master at that time was Jesus Christ. And that doesn't take any way away from Jesus. That actually adds great glory to him. There's no one more glorious than the pure representative of God. That's the highest achievement possible. Hmm. 
And Jesus was that perfect representative of God. He was on the highest platform. So therefore, he should be glorified on the highest level. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you understand that, then that gives you a much clearer picture of the true message of the Lord. Why would Jesus be the only one forever and ever and ever? No one. I mean, so that's what our our Vedic lineage is all about. There's been those pure representatives of God since time immemorable, you know, and they've always pointed everybody to God, and they've always pointed everybody to a lifestyle that would develop love of God and purify them of, you know, their sinful activity. You call it karma. You can call it sin. You can call it whatever name you want to put on it. It's all the same. Yeah. You know, going against the will of God is sinful. Going against the will of God produces bad karma. It's the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. That's something that I think people don't make that connection all. That's... Yeah. And what was Jesus' message to the lady that he met? Well, go and sin no more. You know, yeah. she'd had many husbands. She'd had many situations that were not acceptable, illicit connections and so on. And he forgave her for all that. She was so ashamed. But he already knew because Jesus, being Jesus, was given the vision by God to understand this lady perfectly, her previous activities in life, etc., what she had done, and so on. And he just said, you're forgiven of all of that, you know. Now go and sin no more. You're clean, you're free. But don't go and do it again. And that's the message. You see, those examples of Jesus' activities in the Bible are, are so revealing how it should be yeah and and just to like link back to thankfulness i think that's a part of thankfulness is like if you're really thankful to god for all that is given you don't like thank him and then you go out and do things that he doesn't want you to do and and you sin or you produce bad karma and and then you go and you repent and then you're you know thankful again for what you have like it Thankfulness really means, if, if you're really thankful, you would really apply his teachings and appreciate his love and not, like, misuse it, if you see what I mean. You wouldn't. Yeah, it's like using yeah. Jesus as your doormat. Yeah. You know, get dirty, wipe your feet on Jesus. Yeah. You know, here's my sins. You know, I'll be back next week with another load. You know, and you just... It's just cheap. Thank you, know, you so much, just... Jesus, for that you did that, and then you're back with more next week. And thank you for, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, yeah. There's no love there. There's no respect. You know that every time you do those things that you shouldn't do, is it's not pleasing to Jesus because he, he loves you. He doesn't want you to do things that will, you know, keep you away from happiness and satisfaction and living a full life in a heart filled with love for God and love for others. And all those sinful activities are just 
preventing that. They're, they're obstacles. And so he doesn't want that. You'll never be happy living a sinful life. And so therefore he said, don't do that. You know, so don't keep doing it and coming back again and, you know, expect me to keep, you know, just washing you off. But so. the, it, it, is it, I mean, is it bad in that sense to be, to be thankful for Jesus for all that he did? I mean, all that he did. I mean, he, he was ready to sacrifice his life. He was ready to take on the karma, the suffering, the sins of all of humanity by you know, his, his life and what he was ready to do, you know, up to the point that he was ready to, to die spreading his message and then trying to help us back home so that we could avoid, you know, suffering. But is it bad to be thankful to Jesus? No, for... it's not bad. We should be thankful for everything Jesus did, everything he said, you know, yeah. And try to, to put some some words and actions and lifestyle behind that thanks. Right. You know, yeah. if you're really thankful for something, you're going to show it in the way you, you live and what you do. And yeah. if you're not thankful, it's just words, then it doesn't change anything. Yeah. In a relationship, if you're really thankful for that relationship, it's a cherished thing. It's really special. And you're going to do everything you can to make it better and not not uh, damage it. You know, don't take it cheaply. Mm. See, all this stuff that is done, you know, in the name of Jesus, oftentimes it's just cheap. It cheapens the whole thing. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't have anything to do with anything. Thank you. Now let's get on with it. Yeah. You know, just like if you're going to eat a nice meal. You know, and the Christian tradition is, is thank you, God, for this food. You know, and in any way that you may present that prayer, thank you, God, for this food. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of different ways you can say that. You can really be thankful. God, thank you for this food. And you understand if without him and his mercy, you know, there wouldn't even be any of this, you know. Or, thank you, God, it's just traditional, it's just, you know, something you do, but it doesn't mean anything. So there's two, the same thing, but two different, complete different consciousness and feelings involved. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Haribo. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, I mean, you can even be thankful to God, you can put it in a deeper perspective in the terms of this food will help me will, will make it possible for me to serve you and have the opportunity to serve you and by you providing this food to me i you 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 you've provided the opportunity for me to keep this body alive so that i can serve you because that's the only reason that i want to sustain this body is so that i can use it in your service and to develop my yeah. you know knowledge of you cultivate my spiritual yeah. understanding so yeah. thank you for and you know, pass it to other people and all the things about spiritual life. You need a good, healthy body to do that. And to do that, you need food. And the food comes from the Lord and it all is connected. Second Corinthians yeah. 2, 14, it says, I, I need, <laughs> because I do. but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession 
and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. Yeah, very nice. He uses us to spread the aroma of knowledge of him everywhere. Thanks, Peter. Yes. <laughs> very, nice. very well presented. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. To all corners. But 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 I mean thankfulness is even you can take it to any relationship. You can either be <laughs> expecting or you can be thankful, right? Even your, your, your spouse or whatever, you can expect them to do something and just always be on a bummer that they didn't satisfy your expectations or you can just be thankful for whatever they do and, and, and focus on that, right? Like you can, all, you can focus on thankfulness or expect, expect something. Yeah. So I see it at least. <laughs> just. Just, just had a thought while, while we were talking uh, about Jesus being the only way. We are not saying that it, you shouldn't follow Jesus because that was ancient. That was 2,000 years ago. No. His teachings are transcendental. That means they're eternal. Those teachings do not change. You know, it's not like they, they were then, but now somebody else has to follow Jesus' teachings. You know, that's, that's what a Christian is. He follows Christ. So we're in no way promoting, oh, you don't need to follow Jesus. You no. do. No, and, and, but, but if you have a real spiritual master, if you, if you find a spiritual teacher who is not into this bogus yoga, thinking that they are God and kind of putting themselves in that role, but, but appreciating the real uh, perspective of yoga and the real truth of yoga, which means union with God, then that person is really hooked up with Jesus as well. And you're serving Jesus by following following that person. It's the same absolute. absolute truth. It's the same way. You're, you're be, you'll be so pleasing to Jesus and he'll help you come closer to Jesus. I mean, that's how it was for you. That's how it was for me. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, somebody asked you, you know, a person that you're referring to, a true follower of yoga teaching, are you a Christian? The answer is yes. Because the teaching of Jesus are absolute. It's the same as the teachings of all the great representatives of God. They don't change. This is absolute transcendental truth. You know, the wording might be a little different. The the application or the, the, the time, the place, the circumstance... You know, but it's the same truth. Yeah. You know, and therefore, are you a Christian? Yeah. Mm. Or oh, what church do you belong to? Well, that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. But if you, how do you? cultivate thankfulness if you see that that's that, that's a good thing and but i mean is there a way to is it through prayer is or or like what what's the way to come to a point where you're really thankful because i can see myself that i'm i mean you you're busy you're just expecting things and life happens you're not really you know, taking your time to be thankful and, and appreciate what you have it's just like life just goes by and i don't know <laughs> 
Well, thankfulness is, is, is more of a feeling than it is a, you know, <clears throat> a just yeah. you know, philosophical discourse. Yeah. Yeah. If you're feeling thankful, then that goes with you throughout your busy day and and everything that goes with your day, whether it's busy or not busy. You see, and how you cultivate that is come to have that real relationship. Like a person who's really thankful for his wife, for instance. He, he really is thankful that he has this person as his wife and their kids and so on. He's thankful for that. Just he feels that mm. all the time. He doesn't have to sit down and think about it. Yeah. It just rides with him in his heart, you know. And so that, that's real thankfulness, you know. And certain days, like Thanksgiving Day, may remind us of those things. You know, so it's not like we don't need reminders. We do. We forget so easy and we get covered over so quickly. You see, but the more pure a person is in his heart, Jesus was thankful of his Father every moment of every day. You know, and, and all the bountiful blessings and et cetera, and his opportunity to come on his behalf and enlighten his children you know, about God and how they should live and, you know, the spiritual world, everything that Jesus did, you know, he was always thankful that he had that opportunity to do that. Hmm. I mean, we just know that because you know the, the, the feeling of a person who's really in that pure condition. Thankfulness is an automatic part of that. And so... None. Develop your love for God, and the thankfulness will come. The more you pray to God, that produces the result. And the more you should give thanks. I'm not saying don't pray and don't say thank you, God, and et cetera, and glorify God and glorify Jesus. All that's a part of the same thing. But yeah, <clears throat> see, but it's like the feeling of of wanting to or being thankful is coming from the inside. I, I understand that. It's not like you can philosophically, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, artificially maybe create. And if you're thankful, you'll, you'll help. You'll try to help. I'm thankful yeah. for your help, and I want to help you back. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. I want to do as much as I can. Yeah, one of our spiritual teachers said that thankfulness comes with determination. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly. If you're not thankful, you're not going to be determined to, you know, yeah, to give something back. And if you're or, determined, you will be thankful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the more we see the value in in a, a lifestyle in union with the Lord, you know, and His representatives, you know, the the more we we really see the value there, the more thankful we'll be. Like if somebody gives you a piece of broken glass, you're not very thankful about that. But if somebody gives you a diamond worth a million bucks, you're pretty thankful about that, just on a material level. Wow, thank you. Here's a piece of broken glass. Ah, Or just say a cheap 
you know, man-made diamond is not the real thing. It looks good, but ah, it's not so important. So the more we see the value in all of this truth, the more thankful we'll be. But is, is that why thankfulness is like Thanksgiving has become what it, what it is? <laughs> because we've uh, made society into like not appreciating at all God and uh, spiritual values. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Yeah. And that's why churches are oftentimes empty or not well attended because... People don't see the value. No. You know, what's the, what's the point? I'd rather go, you know, do something else on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of, yeah, so. just a lot of dry, <laughs> I know, rules and, and like, yeah, you have to do this. And it's, it's like just the old traditional things is, we we're more more modern now, you know. We can we can. But is is I mean I just like coming back to this thought or the or you spoke about the Indians or the Native Americans in America. I mean, wouldn't it be? Doesn't it sound like a much nicer society where they would instead of exploiting these poor Native Indians after you know they became rich and just. Wouldn't it be nicer society if they were thankful to them and living in harmony with them and, and like <laughs> appreciating all of the things that they've done? Of course it would. <laughs> yeah, of course it would. And it feels like. But it unfortunately, they were thankful. They they harmonized for a little while, and then yeah. they start exploiting. You know, because yeah. they say, well, they had this superiority complex anyway. Yeah. You know, these are just. Savages. I mean, that was the the one of the names they called the the Native Americans was savages. Yeah. You know, they they didn't have any culture. They didn't have any, you know, real knowledge and education. And we're from Europe, and we're all these puffed up high class guys. And yeah. Aristocracy and whatever, whatever. So they just began to look down on them, and and uh, exploit them. And, steal their land and et cetera, et cetera. And they went on and on to, you know, destroyed basically the native culture. But uh, but you're going to end up destroying your own culture. You're going to end up destroying your own, like through, first of all, destroying your internal life. And then externally will be consequence, will, will follow, it will be a reflection of your external life. That's the sad reality that you, you, you know, yeah. you... You won't be able to escape with that and live a peaceful, harmonious, happy life, you know, treating others like that. Or well, yeah. Look at the planet today. How harmonious is it? <laughs> we should speak yeah. about environmentalism from a Christian perspective, by the way, which is okay. a topic that's very close to my heart, you know, as an environmental engineer and someone is like from, an, from when I was really young, just dedicating my life to serve mother nature and, and help you know that's what i always wanted to do we should speak about that mm -hmm. <laughs> that's linked to thankfulness by the way but yeah and that's how it started by the way my motivation started with thankfulness because i went out into nature saw the big mountains saw how little i was and how 
much in, in peace I was when I was in nature and the thankfulness grew and then the motivation comes to do something, to, to share mm-hmm. that to others and to help her, mother nature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, now I think we better be thankful that we have the opportunity to chant the holy names. And I'm going to end with Colossians 4, 2. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Read that again. Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. With giving thanks. Mm -hmm. Like being watchful in Uh your prayer. Thanks. And mm-hmm. the, the chanting that we do, this is a, this is prayer. This is what we do. Yeah. I mean, something we're going to discuss also: prayer and prayer and meditation. What's the? But that's right. You could call this. You could call this prayer. If you're not seeing that prayer is, is individual. The, it's the perfect prayer. It's a perfect prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chanting the Lord's names. Prayer, praise. Joint prayer. Yeah. Okay, so we will chant what? You say. I say. Um Goranga Haribal. Okay. Haribo, go round, Haribo, go round, Haribo, go round, Haribo,
on this Thanksgiving Day in America. Right. And in Norway, like I said, we uh, we don't have it, <laughs> but we should. <laughs> but it yeah. can be, you know, you don't have free from work maybe, but, you know, we can give thanks and we should, and it oh, will yeah. make your life much better. Yeah, think about all the things you've got to be thankful for. Just having a human body, number one. I mean, that is a very, very rare event. We don't want to get too far here. but And then all the other things in our lives that we can be thankful for. You know, the chance to hear, you know, the truth. And, you know, reflect on the lives of Jesus and, you know, the other great, you know, saintly devotees of the Lord who set the example for us and, Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, there's all kinds of things to be thankful for. Well, I'm thankful okay. for <laughs> So we'll see everybody next time. Yeah, we will. <laughs> mm. Thank you very much. And thank you. Thank you, Slava, for technical help and everyone else there. Namaste. Haribo. Haribo. Thank you, Mark. <laughs>